It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We have confirmation Chet Holmgren was in Orlando this week. We'll talk about him in a little bit more detail, plus the noise that seems to be going around him, plus the NBA season's over. All eyes are on us. It's time for a Friday, a late Friday edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is June 17th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we did get confirmation today that Chet Holmgren was in Orlando. Earlier this week, he was not made available to the media, uh, something that we were anticipating but did, ended up not happening. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about Chet Holmgren uh, what he brings to the Magic, kind of the storylines that are going on with him, and some of the noise that's surrounding him too. We'll also chat a little bit about Game 6 of the NBA Finals as the NBA season comes to a close and the Golden State Warriors lift the Larry O'Brien Trophy for the fourth time in the last eight seasons. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day Every single day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Obviously, as as, as we've gotten closer and closer and closer to the, uh, to the NBA Draft Day, which is coming very, very quickly and very, very soon, um, it's, it, it's, it, it's getting to crunch time. And, of course, the Magic had only uh, made Jabari Smith among the top guys available to the media. We saw reports that Keegan Murray were in town. Shaden Sharp uh, said it while he was in Portland, also confirmed today while he was in Washington that he worked out for the Magic. Um, we did. We were waiting on kind of the rest of the big three to make their way to Orlando. Um, so no word when or if Paolo Bancaro will make his way to Orlando, but I would say just uh, be patient on that. There are still a few more days left before the Magic close down ranks uh, and get ready for uh, get ready for the NBA draft um, in there in their war room and in their preparation. But obviously, uh, the big debate that seems to have been created here, at least the, 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 the outside narrative that's been created, is that this is down to Jabari Smith and Chet Holmgren. I've explained a little bit why I think Paolo has fallen off uh, the pace a little bit, um, as I've thought about more and more about what this pick is and, and, and what to do with this pick. Uh, but Chet Holmgren's obviously a player that has a lot of Strong opinions. People have strong opinions about Chet Holmgren. Um, people have strong opinions about whether he's going to revolutionize the league or whether he's just going to be a huge bust. Um, and again, I think there's good arguments to both sides of that coin. I think he it would be a tremendous risk and would be... Um, a, 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 he, he's going to be a good player. I think he will be a good player. I don't think he's going to be a complete bust. But 
Is he the player that you stake your franchise future on? Is he the player that, if you're Jeff Weltman, you essentially stake your job on? That's that's kind of the question uh, that we're getting to and, and, and that ultimately, uh, ultimately we're talking about here in, in this draft process. Look, Chet Holmgren is a really good player. He's a consensus All-American, averaged about 14 points per game, around 9 rebounds per game, blocked uh, a little bit more than 3 blocks per game. Just a... a, a you know, uh, really honestly, a freakish seven footer who can work off the dribble as well as he can, uh, as as well as he can really in the post. He, even though he is only listed at 190 pounds, probably the biggest attraction about him. Um, he is not afraid of contact. He is not afraid to dish out whatever weight he has. And yes, putting on weight is a major concern for him moving forward. And and, and I think it is a, a legit legitimate concern with with his body frame. This is a kid that's going to work hard to make the most of his skills. And if he ends up being just a big power forward or a big small forward, um, that may be what he ends up being. Um, But it's that versatility that makes him so attractive and such an interesting prospect uh, in in the end. Um, It is certainly um, an open question about Chet Holmgren. Um, I think there's a lot to like about him. I think there's a lot to build on him. Uh, but there are plenty of questions hanging in the background as well. And, and it just feels like no matter where Chet Holmgren goes, there's there's just noise around him. And so I want to get into some of that noise here in a minute. But first, the nuts and bolts of what we know. Chet Holmgren, according to an NBA source uh, talk that spoke to spoke to me, um, said, that, said that Chet Holmgren met with the Orlando Magic's basketball operations staff on Wednesday and Thursday. There have been some photos floating around of him in the Orlando area over the last couple days. Um, I did. Conf- I have actually independently confirmed as well that he was in town on Wednesday, spoke to spoke to a few people that were able to talk to him um, outside of the Magic, not with the Magic. Um, so, you know, he's been in town for the last few days. Um, he was scheduled to have a workout Friday. Um, I, I believe that he still went through that, went through that workout, um, but was not made available to the media after that workout, um, like the Magic did with Jabari Smith. Fans can read into that all they want. There is a conversation with the stuff that's had between players and teams. Um, my understanding is that Chet Holmgren was not made available after his workout in Oklahoma City either. So that might just be a decision uh, on the on the on the players' part, and and you know the Magic being an accommodating future employer um, are going to let uh, the agents kind of dictate that part of the process, but. Like I said, it, it, there, there just seems like there's a lot of noise right now when it comes to Chet Holmgren. And a lot of it is very much about the debate about whether he is the guy, whether he is the guy at number one. Um, I, I have certainly shared my thoughts. I've certainly shared my thoughts on that, um, on that, uh, on yesterday's podcast when I really, you know, kind of put my foot down and said Jabari Smith is my pick. Um, I think Chet Holmgren could be very, very good. I, I would say that. Among the players in this draft, he has, A, the potential to be the most unique player. And, and I think, you know, again, you look at deep in the playoffs, you have players who are unique, that are difficult to guard, difficult to game plan for, can beat any defense because of their versatility and because of just how good they are. Um, I also would say that he is one player who is uh, who has the highest upside of, of any of the players. Um, he could be... Oh, he could be so much more than what he is. He could be so much more uh, than what we all think he can be. And, and I think that part is, is also uh, incredibly exciting and incredibly interesting uh, when it comes to Holmgren and why you have to consider him, why it was really important for the Magic to bring him in. Before we get to anything else, 
the Magic had to bring him in. It would be criminal. It would be not doing their due diligence, which we know this front office does, to not have all of their options for the top pick in Orlando. Um, Paolo Bancaro, still a few more days left for them to bring in Paolo Bancaro. I would say just stay tuned on that. Um, stay tuned on that. There are still there's still time to bring him in. Um, so I, I wouldn't read too much into it being kind of late in the hour. But Orlando had to do their due diligence, and, and no one needed more due diligence than Chet Holmgren. Like I said, there's a lot of noise around him, and one of the one of the pieces of, of noise that uh, is kind of being thrown out there a little bit is that uh, he's not providing medicals to many of the teams that have asked for them. Uh, and, and and there's a report out there that he did not submit to the uh, NBA's heart screening, um, which, you know, again, it raises some concern. But I think a lot of that is they're just protecting their client. They're really, that, that, that the agent is, agent I believe is Bill Duffy, um, is really focusing on a few specific teams that he'd like to see Chet land on. Obviously, he's going to be at least a top three pick. It's probably, he's probably not going to slip below Houston at three. Um, so I do think that, uh, I do think that Chet, and his people are really trying to control information. That they're really trying to, um, sorry, I'm gonna plug in here. Uh, that they're really trying to kind of dictate the narrative a little bit when it comes to to their client, to their play. I'm sure got all the medicals they needed. If they didn't, that would probably want to be the number one pick. Accommodate the number one team. Um, but but Chet is undoubtedly super talented. Yeah, perhaps. Um, you know, again, a lot of this process at this point is about understanding who the person is as much as the player. But by this point, you've watched all the game tape. You've seen what you want to see. What you're really studying in these interviews is the person. You're getting to know them as a person. You're getting to sit down with them, have dinner, have a conversation, do a job interview, essentially. Even when you get on the court for these workouts, it's not about what they do as a player. Like, they're going to put them through their paces, but they want to see how they work. They want to see how they think. They want to see how they take coaching. They want to see, okay, we're going to give you a concept. We're going to give you a drill to do. How quickly do you take this drill, take to this drill? How quickly do you understand this drill? That's really what's being tested and what's being looked at in this, in this part of the process. But there's undoubtedly, and I think we do have to address some of it and some of what's going on in the draft process. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word for our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including the Stanley Cup Final, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline where the game starts. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. 
See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. We have an important favor to ask you now. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks again for all your help. So, we've hit a weird part of the draft phase. Um, and I think Chet Holmgren coming to Orlando um, this week is a really good time to kind of talk a little bit about this. Um, it's no secret the draft and the draft process has changed significantly. Um, the draft is no longer a, you know, kind of, it unfolds as it unfolds. Players are happy to go wherever they go. That's not the era we're in anymore. I'm sure, you know, every once in a while you have a Steve Francis who pouts a little bit, but that's not the era we're in anymore. These players are, have been pro, these players have been pros essentially for several years now. Whether it's going through the AAU circuit, whether it's going into college with NIL stuff now, these players, a lot of these players have known they're going to the NBA since they were 14, 15 years old for the last three, four years. Um, and it's not a surprise to them that they have prepared themselves you know, to be NBA players. And they're smarter, and their agents are certainly smarter, especially in this age of player empowerment. The agents are certainly smarter about getting the most out of their, getting the most for their clients even before they enter the NBA. It is no secret that agents play a big role in the draft process, from dictating where t- players work out to who they work out with to everything else. And I have no doubt that, you know, Chad Holmgren's agent played a role in setting up Orlando's workout and setting up the kind of parameters that Orlando would work out and interview his client. Um, you know, again, there's there's just all this noise. Um, and so, again, with a lot of this stuff happening in back rooms, you know, we, especially with the Magic, where we don't see them publicize a lot of things. Yes, we know that Jabari Smith worked out for Orlando. They made him available. But we also, you know, know through reporting that they've worked out tons of other players, but no public acknowledgement of it. Indiana, the Indiana Pacers, for example, publish like all the all the workouts that they do with second round players. I've seen Utah do the same. Um, draft availability is can be spotty, and it's a team by team, agent by agent, player by player thing. I've said this often about how the Magic go about doing their business. I, I do respect them for being private and, and for keeping private conversations private. Uh, I respect them for not leaking information, but they do have to understand, and, and I think this is a product, this is something that's going on league-wide with the draft, they do have to understand that if you don't fill the information vacuum, that information vacuum will get filled by others. And that's really where we're at, I feel like, in the draft process. Where we're at in this draft process is we're in that last week, that last run-up to the draft, that last little bit to get us over the finish line. And it is, you know, not, it, it, 
it is, you know, a time where a lot of narratives have been set. And I think a time where, yes, people start to get a little bit bored with the same story. You know, we've been living with this decision for a month. And at the beginning, it was all super exciting. And there was this huge debate. And, you know, I, I think certainly like Magic Fan, you know, Magic, let's take Magic Fans. It's a great example. At the beginning, at the at the beginning after the lottery, Magic fans were just happy to have number one. It didn't matter who they took. It didn't matter anything else. They were just happy to have the number one pick. Then about two weeks ago, everyone started getting to their camps. And, and I know I said this. I know several other Magic sites have said this. You know, don't someone for not taking the player that you want. There's, there's no bad decision here. I've I've said that many many times. I'll keep saying it. There's no bad decision. If the Magic want Chet. Chet's a great pick. If the Magic want Paolo, Paolo's a great pick. Now, I've certainly argued that I think Jabari Smith is the pick or who I would pick, um, but I agree with everyone who wants Chet and Paolo. Those are good picks too. There are no bad picks here. There are no bad decisions here, and anyone who tells you otherwise is guessing. Uh, it's all guessing at the end of the day, to be perfectly honest. Um, but now we're getting into kind of the snippy phase where everyone's kind of fighting over it a little bit, and and, and don't please don't do that. Because uh, again, there's no bad decision. I think a lot of that's just boredom. There's nothing new to talk about. There's nothing new to say. You know, there's nothing kind of to advance the story. There's no new information to to glean on and lock, and lock onto. It's just the waiting. I think we see this a lot in, in the game in the betting odds. Um, BetOnline.ag released their odds for the top pick, uh, and really over the last week or so, the gap between Jabari Smith and Chet Holmgren has really narrowed. Chet, Jabari Smith is still the favorite. I think he was minus two fifty the last I saw. Um, minus two fifty, meaning that you uh, have to pay two fifty to get a hundred, uh, get a hundred dollars. Um, Chet Holmgren, I think, was down to what I see him at, like one ten plus one ten, which means if you bet a hundred, you get a hundred ten dollars. Not even odds, essentially, but we're getting there. And I think a lot of that is just boredom. When you look at you know the odds, especially it's it's that, that's a mark. There's there is an odd set. There's an odds maker that's set, and and they're usually pretty good. But it's just to drive money. It's to drive people to bet on different different things. Um, they're trying to entice people to bet on on these on these numbers. And there's probably a lot more money coming in on Chet, and so Vegas is trying to cool that money off by lowering the odds by making it less profitable to bet on Chet Holmgren, to bet on that happening. The same way that, you know, maybe Jabari Smith is starting to sneak up. They're trying to get people to bet on him because that's obviously a less, if that hits, that's less of a payout than than if than if Chet hits. And, and again, smart gamblers look for those values. They look for things that are, they look for kind of kind of value plays. I mean, Paolo Bancaro, last I saw, was plus 250. That's probably a better value play than betting Chet plus 110, if you ask me. I'm no gambling expert, but... Um, I would think that I would think that that is probably a bet, a, a better value bet than uh, than betting on Chet at this point. Um, but that's what Vegas wants, and that's why those numbers have 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 gone. That's also why I think we're starting to see some of the speculation, some of the rumors come out a little bit about Chet too, and a little bit about what the Magic are thinking. Everyone's been trying to guess what the Magic are thinking since draft lottery night, um, and so it's just a lot of noise. You know, whether it's this report that Chet won't provide his his physical his medicals, whether it's the report that Chet and his agent prefer Oklahoma City, and you know who know who knows if that's true. Um, you know, again, we know the Magic will not leak anything or will not say much of anything. Um, you know, there's certainly people at this point of the draft process, and it happens every year, even when it's clear who the number one pick should be. There's inevitably going to be some people who say, "Huh, maybe the Magic should trade the number one pick. Maybe the number one pick is gettable." It happens every single year. 
It happens every single year, and it's happening right now. We're just at that stage of the draft where rumors and speculation start to take over um, because there's no new information. Uh, now, you know, we will, There, Jeff Weltman does do a pre-draft uh, media availability, so we will hear from Jeff Weltman before the draft um, to get his get his take on the whole process and get his take on how this team uh, how this team is preparing for the draft. He obviously won't divulge who he's taking or, or anything like that. He will almost certainly say, you know, we're listening to offers from everyone and everywhere. Um, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's rote, but it's going to feed the fire a little bit. It's going to give us some information. Like, I'm going to sit there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask about Jonathan Isaac and Jalen Suggs' recovery from injury for sure. I want to make sure, make sure we get that down uh, before we get to, su- get to summer league or get too deep into summer. But um, it's, it's, there's still a lot to, there's still a long way to go and still a lot of information to gather. Now, obviously, you know, the Magic got their, completed their profile on Jabari Smith when they did the workout and interview with him. Uh, that was also a multi-day workout um, or multi-day interview. He was in Orlando the following day after after his workout uh, last, thir- last Thursday, whatever, whatever day it was, um, last Friday, there it is. Um, he, he, was in Orlando, he was in Orlando a few extra days after, uh, at least an extra day after that. Uh, Chet Holmgren's been in Orlando for at least two days, probably three. Um, you know, again, everyone's just trying to complete their profiles and get the best idea of who these prospects are. Um, and obviously, the Magic are going to work on their own. They're not going to worry about anything else or anything on the outside. But obviously, there is still a lot of noise going on on the outside. So, you know, I would always say take everything you read with a grain of salt. Um, understand who the source is, why the source is being leaked. That's what I say every time around this time of year. Um, you know, speculation is fine. Just kind of doing thought experiments, but don't always buy speculation. Don't always think speculation is 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 fact, or don't take it as gospel, so to speak. Um, but obviously, there is there's still a lot lot to go, and deadlines create action, and it's only going to get worse here until Thursday at eight o'clock when the Orlando Magic do finally go on the clock officially and make their pick. Let's talk about Game 6 of the NBA Finals. We'll get to that coming up here after I take a brief pause so I can insert the ad read on the audio version of the podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So obviously, um, Game 6 of the NBA Finals is in the books. The Golden State Warriors are your NBA champions. And, and I'm not going to kind of the lessons that we learned from the Golden State Warriors, the lessons that we learned from this title quite yet, because I, I do want to think about this. But share some thoughts on the series as a whole. We have, I haven't had the chance to talk, you know, us, the Magic having number one picks a big deal, and a lot of focus is on that. Um, but I haven't had the chance to talk about this series um, in, in any real way. And it's, you know, the Magic are part of the NBA there's always something you can learn. There's always something relevant about what's going on in the playoffs. And, and a question that I certainly have, you know, for for maybe Jeff Weltman is, you know, obviously, it is is what does the Golden State Warriors winning another championship, how they built, how they grew, what does that teach you about the direction the NBA is going, or, or or how you want to build this team? I, I always think you 
This is a copycat league. You can always learn something. But goals, it's such an interesting series. Um, I, I knew it would be a good series. I knew it would be a fairly long series. I knew it would be a... I knew it would be competitive, but um, it's the first time I think since the... I think I read since the 1950s that uh, a final series was determined... Uh, with every game by more than 10 points. Um, at the end of the day, while there were some really fun and interesting moments like Boston's comeback in Game 1, uh, Steph Curry's onslaught in Game 4, uh, the Wiggins revival in Game 5, um, this was a fairly non-competitive series. Um, you know, Golden State went out and won the title. Give them all the credit in the world. This was a legacy title for Steph Curry. He got his MVP trophy. He was fantastic. In every game but Game 5, really. He carried that team and showed just what having one of the best players in league history. And, and, and at this point, Steph Curry has, I think, cemented himself as a top 10 player in NBA history at minimum. Certainly the best three-point shooter in NBA, in NBA history, um, at least among superstar players. Um, it's, it is undoubted that this was a legacy title for the Warriors and, and just a brilliant lesson in how the Warriors rebuilt themselves. They stuck to their core. There's no reason to leave a championship core. They, they did what they had to do with them. And then they went out and got the right role players. They got the right injection of youth to help them get over the hump and, and get, get over the top. Um, certainly, you could argue that if they played Phoenix in the Western Conference Finals, maybe they would have been in bigger trouble. Uh, honestly, if Memphis were a little bit more seasoned and a little bit more experienced, they might have been in trouble in that series. I think that was, more than any other series, the, less, the lesson of, hey, Memphis, you're good. You're not there yet. You're you're still learning how to win and play on the big stage, and it'll be interesting to see how Memphis recovers from that. Phoenix, I think, was the biggest threat. They had the they had the experience of going to the finals. They were they were locked in. They had all the guys that could give Golden State problems and give Golden State trouble. And obviously, they they were unable to get there, and so the door was wide open for Golden State to get to the finals. This series, in a lot of way, though, was about Boston, and, and really. It, it, it was about both Boston and Golden State's shortcomings. Um, every game that I watched this series, I, I really said this this series is about attention to detail. It's about being able to execute at the highest level. It, it was about being able to to pull the right pull the right string or get to the right spot or just run your offense, reduce turnovers. Boston lost Game 5 and Game 6 because they turned the ball over too much. It was, what, 17 turnovers in Game 5 and 20-plus turnovers in Game 6. The Celtics could not get out of their own way in a lot in a lot of ways. And I said this, I, I believe, at the beginning of the series when I picked Golden State. If you make mistakes against Golden State, they don't just beat you. They kill you. They murder you. Um, and I don't think Golden State did that to, to a significant extent, but they did it enough. And certainly Game 4, Steph Curry just, just destroyed them. Um... The way Golden State figured out Boston's defense was just really impressive. Um, they, they gave it to Steph. Game six, a lot of times, he just he went for the switch on Al Horford and he just took Al Horford to school and he just willed himself to willed himself to the win. And Andrew Wiggins just out hustled a lot of Boston's forwards to get to the get to the offensive glass a lot of times. Golden State found their way and Boston never could get settled. And and you know I remember in 09, you know the Magic talked about the stage being a little big. Um, when they when they finally got to the finals, I think they I think they all admitted that game one especially when they got beat beat uh, I think it was like 175 they got beat by 25 points. Um, they all said that the stage was a little overwhelming, especially being in LA. I, I'm I'm fairly convinced that if the Magic had played anyone besides the Lakers 
in that series, if they play Denver instead, and 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 I we did a podcast last summer talking about the what if matchup between the Magic and the Nuggets, and I think that would have been a very close series um, as well. Um, if they'd played the Nuggets, it would have been a very different series and a very different experience for Orlando. Having to play the Lakers, having to play Kobe, having Game One in Los Angeles, um, I think that that was an overwhelming experience. I think Boston getting to the finals. Yes, it's something they've been working toward a long time. Yes, it's something that they've been knocking on the door for for a long time. Doing that, going up against a team like Golden State, they weren't overwhelmed by the stage, but I think there was definitely some nerves. And as Golden State went on that 21 to nothing run, you build nerves. That setting. Boston did a great job recovering. They did a great job kind of trying to keep themselves in that game. But Golden State's experience factor, just that's what won out in the end. They were able to withstand every run they made they they made fewer mistakes. You know, Golden State makes plenty of mistakes too, but they they really just pressed the advantage whenever when Boston went through their spates of making mistakes, and that was the ball game. That was it. And, and the Golden State Warriors are worthy champions. They had a fantastic season, a legacy title for Steph Curry if there ever was one. You heard all the Warriors people say it last night. This title meant a little bit more um, because they had to come back from what they had to come back from. It's worth remembering two years ago the Warriors had the second had the worst record in the league. Yes, Steph Curry was injured. Yes, Klay Thompson was injured. Yes, Draymond Green was dealing with injuries throughout that season too. But it's very clear that you can rise up pretty quickly in this league with the right players coming back from injury, the right players on your roster, and absolutely 100% the right draft picks too. So definitely definitely a heartening moment for the rest of the league to see uh, a team like Golden State. Yes, they've been dominant for this last decade. But see a team like Golden State rise up as quickly as they have and, and make all the right decisions and find all the right guys to be where they ultimately want to be. I wish I had a little bit more to say today. I really wish we would have gotten a chance to talk to Chet Holmgren. Unfortunately, that was not in the cards. But I want to thank you all again, nonetheless, for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in, Himway, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. So you can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out Orlando Magic. Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get more than 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of Locked On NBA Big Board, and a whole lot more. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. The first episode, I believe, is also now, if not now, it will be soon, on the Locked On Magic feed. Uh, I went into greater detail on why I'm picking Jabari Smith on yesterday's podcast, but be sure to check out the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. It's a lot of fun. One of, our, one of my favorite things that we do every year on the Locked On Podcast Network. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Phil Boston right here. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked On. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.